Hey there, and welcome to High Vibe In It. I'm Lindsay Robinson, hypnotherapist and success mindset expert. And I'm Kelsey Aida, inspirational author and blogger slash manifesting expert. And we're best friends who are inspired to create a self-development podcast with a spiritual twist. To us, living a high vibe life is all about creating with intention, prioritizing how you feel, and making empowered choices that support your highest potential. Every week, we're here to help you learn how to live a more aligned, inspired life, start owning your power, and manifest the life of your dreams. Visit highvibeinit.com to connect with us on social media and learn about more ways we can help. And don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you never miss an episode. Now, we have a ton of value to offer you today, so let's dive in. I'm going to take away from this retreat pure happiness, new friends, new amazing friends, and the confidence to live my life again. My favorite part, because it's the most important part, is the healing. I don't remember a time when I was more embraced and cradled and there was an angel in every single woman in this group for me. Every person deserves to have this experience, to have this awakening and to feel fulfilled in their life. I could not have asked for a better six days of my life. You become a better person, you meet awesome people, you go home with a whole new tribe of soul sisters. If you're thinking about doing this, do it. There's no reason not to. What you just heard were the experiences of some of the amazing women who attended my last Radical Self-Love Retreat, and I have great news! I'm now accepting applications for my upcoming retreat. We are going back to Puerto Vallarta, Mexico to do it all over again this October 2021. So grab a friend and reserve your space before it fills up. It is time to love yourself like never before in paradise. You can join me at kelseyaida.com retreat. Hope to see you there. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome back to High Vibe In It. Thanks for being here. We are so excited to talk about intuition today with a very special guest. Her name is Laura Day, and she is a lovely lady who also just so happens to be a New York Times bestselling author of six books on evidence-based uses of intuition, and I cannot read what I wrote here. Prediction. <laughs> My doctor's handwriting is one of my ex-boyfriends told me. He's like, you scribble like a doctor. I'm like, sorry. <laughs> Welcome, so Laura. Thank you for being here today. And people who listen to our show are very interested in psychic capabilities, six senses, intuition. Obviously, it's called high vibe in it. So we're all about raising your vibration, opening up yourself to everything. So tell us just a little bit more about what you do and how you help people in case anyone's new to your world. So I started uh, in the early 80s when universities were really interested in the extended capacities of the human mind. So I really what came into intuition and prediction and mediumship from science as a test subject as opposed to from spirituality. Um, and I actually think science is the new language of spirituality. It's spirituality with proof, um, without belief. But uh, so, so very early on, I was a test subject. I was in my early twenties, and I um, and I did it on the um, 
on, I had a deal, you know, keep me anonymous, please, because this is so weird. I mean, now people say gut feeling, intuition. This is the early 80s. People did not talk about this. This was, right. you know, worse than gynecology. Nobody <laughs> talked about it. So, so, of course, they televised one of the experiments, and I had this instant following. And because I am a very kind of science-based, evidence-based person, uh, what I did was began really, A, not accepting their premise that there were just a few freaks who could do this with unique brains, and B, um, I, I really worked with the mainstream, which at the time, and you know, as now, was business, a lot of medical research. Um, uh, you know, I worked, I, and still do a lot with entertainment, you know, things where there were proofs, you know, it either rains Wednesday or it doesn't rain Wednesday, you know. Uh, and I really kept it to that. Now, as I've gotten older, I'm gonna be 62 in a couple of weeks. As I've gotten older, I'm speaking more about the freaky stuff because I've, I've, I work only, I really work only for companies. I read people for free in my workshops, on my IG lives, but how I make my living is I predict the future for companies. And I like that because the only difference between psychic and psychotic is that your information is correct. Otherwise, you're just seeing things other people don't see and hearing things other people don't hear. And because I have a family who does a lot of that, I'm really, really, really careful about that. And that's how I train my students. So now I'm at, I've written um, six books that are really workshops because you can talk about intuition and all these other things till you're blue in the face. But until someone does it themselves and says, whoa, 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 wait a second. How did that just happen? You, that you don't really make it useful. And I think, you know, spirituality is a multi-billion dollar industry and it doesn't give us a whole lot because we don't need to evolve past our lives. We need to make our lives work. So yeah. that's the soapbox, making your life work, engaging your intuitive skills in community instead of always going to an expert and applying them to making your earth reality, your relationships, your business, your economics, your health, your feelings about yourself function in this very complicated, complex and difficult world. That in a very large nutshell is, yeah. is kind of what I do. I'm really on a teaching jag now. I'm loving it, you know, loving training people, uh, the next generation um, to, to be intuitives yeah. in, in the workplace. And, you know, uh, I, I really lo I love what I do. I think it's such a privilege. That's amazing. I love what you do, too. And I think I, I definitely resonate with your message of like, well, what good is all this information if we're not using it to improve our human lives here on earth, which is clearly what we came here to do since we're here doing it. So don't use like spirituality as a form of escapism. You know, it's all about taking that information and using it to empower yourself in the now and your human form in this lifetime to make it more enjoyable. Because at the end of the day, it's all about quality of life. I think as we've learned, especially during the pandemic, like that quality of life is so, so, so much important than some people give it credit for. They think, oh, it's just life or death. Like, no, if your life doesn't have a quality to it, if you're not feeling fulfilled, that's what makes people want to end their life, right? So it's all about how can we make it the best, which we're totally all about here on the show. 
Um, I'm going to hand it over to Lindsay, since Lindsay, you've just been sitting so quietly in the corner of my screen here. <laughs> I want to give you the chance to ask the next question here. Well, I'm trying to think of like a question that's worthy of this guest. <laughs> I it's don't so know. Nice. It's all, it's, you know, that's the thing. It's all worthy. I think it's all worthy. That happens is we think everything has to be elevated, but actually the mundane is what makes our lives work. Yeah. And we want to be economical in making our lives work because even though energy is infinite, your attention is not. So it's so important to, to really know that the routine things that you do every day are actually what creates the huge things. You know, a tiny fraction of climate change creates cataclysmic events. And that is true in our life. When you take a, a tiny habit and do just something a little bit differently, you open up a rush of opportunity and that we want both opportunity and we wanna not do a spiritual lobotomy because I think that's what we do a lot, you know, we're, we're all supposed to be grateful. Well, hell, sometimes it's just not a grateful moment. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. All, Amen. Right? And so we're all supposed to evolve past, you know, our, our, our base emotions. But, we, but yeah. why not make them useful? Why not turn your rage into energy? Why not turn your anxiety into real the real ability to see the things you need to see and act on them. Why not turn your denial into confidence? You already have a good filter. Well, what do you want to do with it? You know, and why not turn your depression into depth? We got to use what you have because reality is the, the foundation of every single miracle. And I think we have all of these like techniques that take us out of reality, but actually mm -hmm. one of the things that the pandemic has taught us is that we are very resilient creatures. Mm -hmm. I mean, look at this last year, you know, oh my God. And, and people are creating entirely new paradigms from it. Not easily, it's not supposed to be easy. That was the BS of the nineties, you know, click your heels three times and you're in Kansas, you know, don't look at sad people and you won't be sad. It just doesn't, <laughs> that simple you know but there is an operating manual and really with my work that's what I try to do is is to to really work and I'm lucky I work with tens of thousands of people in groups really say okay what is the working operating manual for these things that engage intuition that engage yeah. engage emotion that don't throw the baby out with the bathwater, you know, but that engage the best of everything, but in ways we can prove because belief is great. But, you know, if you're jumping out of a fiery building, you want to know that trampoline works. You don't want to believe that something's going to catch you. And I think there's so much belief in life that it keeps us from dealing with the reality because dealing with re reality is daunting. You know, mm -hmm. I've been doing nearly 62 years, I find dealing with reality daunting. You know, sometimes I just think, wow, would love a 24-hour lobotomy just to pause, you know? Yeah, because- Interesting creature. Hold on. I got to say something real quick because I know that we've had a lot of intuitive people, almost all of our guests, I would say. Everybody's intuitive on some level, but somebody who actually calls himself an intuitive. And you, I have to say, you're the first one that's like, but we got to prove it. Nobody says that. 
And that, I mean, I know I want to let Kelsey finish too, but I feel like, huh? My students do. Well, that's so it's so refreshing because there are people, you know, I love the idea that like the belief becomes a reality because that's true. But to begin, we do need evidence. You know, you can't just jump in the deep end right away. So I want to ask you, what's the biggest? Say such smart things. Belief doesn't become reality. Intention becomes reality. So, and right. So I would argue that those are very similar intention and belief because belief ignores evidence. And, and if you, you know, sometimes the, we work with synchronicity. So we start something and then everything starts to go wrong and you can just keep going. And yes, the keeping going does help, but it's even a more effective process to say, okay, what's going wrong? When is this happening? Mm -hmm. Or what is it telling me? Because people, you know, they find a penny heads up. They think it's a sign. Your whole life is a sign. Yeah. You you can't, you can't, you can't, you know, pick and choose your signs. So, you know, it it is, it is true though, because when I have, you know, let's, when I have an intention and it's, and, and I believe that it's going to be amazing. And then it goes wrong for whatever reason. I need to know what went wrong. I don't want to just be told to just believe harder because that doesn't help me in this situation. So it, it's, I feel like it's a really great place. Kelsey, say what, say what you want to say. Definitely. I really want to hear it because you always have such amazing insight, but I do want to go into the biggest misconceptions the biggest myths when it comes to intuition and what you have to say about those I think that'll be a really good topic what are we gonna say Kels oh I was just gonna say that I love Laura's reality-based approach because yeah really that's where all our power lies to improve and change our lives is in reality if you're in Mm -hmm. denial of where you are how are you supposed to get to where you want to go you have to know the starting point just like a GPS or a map like you have to know where am I starting and then have such a clearer, more empowered map to actually make change or improve or um, get rid of habits or things that aren't working. Time works in a funny way. So the other day, Demi Moore and I have been dear friends since our early 20s. So the other day, and I have a brand new husband. I've had him for 10 years. And um, Wait. <laughs> so, so the other day, um, I was looking at this, uh, I, I, my husband had mentioned, oh, you know, I'm on a magazine cover that Demi was on. So I looked at it and it was actually a cover Demi and I had discussed her pregnant um, with rumor on Vanity Fair. And my husband's name is there because he had, was, a, was, a, was a critic at large for Vanity Fair. So his name is there with Demi. And I thought, oh, that's like a lovely synchronicity. You know, they're, they're, it was in the air already, but I thought, yeah, but she didn't introduce us. And then I had an aha. The woman who introduced us, I met when my son was a toddler, decades before I met my husband, when Demi was teaching Barbara Walters to do a striptease for striptease for Good Morning America. And I was up above with the uh, producer of the second hour. That's the woman who decades later introduced, we became friends because we had children the same age. And that's the woman decades later introduced us. So we live in such an interconnected universe and we don't wow. spend all times looking for the interconnections but sometimes they hit us over the head. So yeah. the, you said something great, the misconceptions. And I think 
you know, part of what I do when I train people to be intuitive is first to shut it down because we're all so intuitive. You know, we're so telepathic. Listen to all those conversations you're having with people in your head. If you actually check them out, you are having those in real time. You know, mediumship, look at all the people you're feeling like. Is it your anxiety or is it someone else's? Right. Is it your depression or is it very important? So one of the things I do when I train people is shut it down. The idea is not to be more intuitive, more of a sieve, more open, more confused, more flooded. The idea is to know what your questions and targets are so that the intuition that comes in addresses them. And I always say, you've got to write stuff down and get it out of your messy head. You know, what are your top three? Better yet, make your top one. What is your goal? And, and if you have a lot, part of the idea is you need to put it under an umbrella so that they don't work against each other and just keep you stuck. The idea that intuition is somehow, um, you know, spiritual, well, everything's spiritual, you know, a good belch, nothing more spiritual. Everything is spiritual. I like it. But, but, but intuition is just a, a non-local way of getting information. So we inhabit effectively, if we're doing life well, this point in time space. Intuition is the ability to move your energy and attention and perceptions into someone else, into another time, uh, to into another location and a mix and match of all of that. It's non-local perception. Now, good sociopaths are fabulous intuitives. I would argue not what we think of typically as spiritual. You know, anyone who can manipulate you effectively is a really good intuitive. Mm -hmm. And because intuition allows us to do incredible things, but all information, all intuition is, is a non-local way of getting information. So just like you can use your intellect to harm, your emotions to harm, your experience to harm, your beauty to harm, you can use your intuition either way. People are intuitive in two areas, their area of greatest expertise. So you hone your intuition where you target your attention. We've all been sold a lie by the weight loss industry that weight equals health. The number on the scale has become so powerful that it literally defines how people feel and think about themselves, which is lame. But that's not an accurate reflection of true health, which is why Lindsay and I are totally loving using FitTrack's Dara Smart Scale. So this scale, it doesn't just measure your weight. It tells you all the different numbers of your body composition, 17 different health measurements, including body fat percentage, muscle mass, hydration levels, bone density, and more. It works just like a regular scale where you just step on it, it takes your reading, but then you can sync it to your phone, the FitTrack app, which is free, and that's where you can see all your different stats and you can track them over time. It is so cool. This FitTrack's Dara Smart Scale is one of the most accurate home smart scales in the world. And like I said, it measures 17 different body compositions, which is literally blowing my mind. And my boyfriend used to play football professionally. And he's like, I just don't know how this machine can know all these numbers, but somehow it does. Um, because you know how in the olden days you had to hold like these metal things and then it would like track it that way. And you couldn't really know this information like from your home. You'd have to go to a place that had special equipment, but now it can be all right in your bathroom or wherever you keep your scale. And you can keep track of everything over time to really measure your health 
progress and not just your weight. Stop measuring weight and start measuring health with FitTrack. Go to FitTrack.com slash Vibin to take 50% off your order, guys. Plus, for a limited time, you also save an additional 30% with code BUILD30, that's B-U-I-L-D 30 at checkout. So go to FitTrack.com, that's F-I-T-T-R-A-C-K.com slash V-I-B-I-N to save 50% plus get an additional 30% off your order with code BUILD30 at checkout. Do not miss out on this amazing limited offer. FitTrack.com slash Vibin with code BUILD30 at checkout. You're also most intuitive in your area of greatest neurotic preoccupation. So if you think you're going to be abandoned, your intuition will absolutely help you find the next situation where you will be abandoned. That's is- a beautiful way to say that. Oh my goodness. That's so good. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, That's so good. So, you have to interrupt me because I literally won't stop talking. So please feel free. But so you have to train it. The other thing about intuition is intuition is always right. First of all, uh, Intuition is interpreted by humans and nobody is always right. Whether it's your doctor, your priest, your rabbi, your therapist, your best friend, your whatever, whoever, if anyone says they're right, always run, don't walk in the other direction. The way, so it's really important to say, okay, this is my target. This is the information. Let me document it and let me notice where it was right and where it wasn't your hits and your misses, we call it in the trade. Um, And especially with precognition, because precognition or telling the future does give you a timeline. And the idea of predicting, so many people say, when will I meet X, Y, and Z? And I'm like, what a passive waste of energy. I want no part of that. I mean, that's what I do for companies because a lot of it's outside their control. It's a market. But for an individual, I I want no part of when will I even you know, if I can answer, which usually I can, but I want, okay, what is your intention? How are you changing to meet it? How is that intention refining itself? Like we create reality. Why would you want to sit back and wait for it? And, and the reason is, and this is one of my favorite kind of jags, Positive thinking will kill you. If a bullet's coming at you and you don't do something differently, you're dead. Negative thinking will also make you have a miserable life because if you have blinders on and all you're seeing is the negative, and boy, my generation, I see a lot of that. We're all adult survivors of something. You know, all the negative, that's how you're defining your world. Then that's all you can see because that's your target. Empowered realistic thinking, which means, adore myself right now or I don't have what I need right now or I don't look the way I want right now or I don't know but I'm setting an intention I'm I'm setting a target here and I'm going to get there empower realistic thinking I'm going to opens you up to find the tools to find the resources it engages intuition organically because when you haven't noticed that like when you're in love a million people come out of the closet saying they're in love with you. Because you are, you're in that, you're in that, that point in the matrix, you know, that's where you are. And what I teach people to do is get to that point ahead of time and then to change the path there to make it better. You know, one of the things that happens, I see happen a lot in my groups because Intuition does give you powerful resources to manipulate your environment. 
um, is that I'll see someone get something much more quickly than they're prepared to have it, whether it's money or love or a new job, like all of a sudden deer in headlights, wow, I didn't think it was gonna happen, it did happen, and now what do I do? And often what they do is sabotage. And I'm sure we've seen our friends like mm-hmm. want to so badly and then boom, it happens and they sabotage it. And you're like, what, really? Um, so, you know, it is, it, it is, it's so important to, to really be in your reality. And it's really important to find a community that, that fits your reality. And once you make a commitment to something, organically intuition selects that community. You find certain things intolerable, certain things more tolerable, certain things that you didn't realize were wonderful before all of a sudden you're attracted to them. But, but there's this idea that, that you know, people like to magicalize because they feel disempowered and because we're not in control of everything. I mean, you know, I hate to, I hate to depress everybody, but the reality is life takes courage. Everything we have, everything we are, everything we love, we need to fully attach knowing that all of that will be lost. And that is, I think that human beings, even doing a poor job of it, and of course we all judge ourselves, you know, everyone's palm slime at least half the time, but, but, but that ability, to, that human um, uh, obligation is, I think, absolutely astounding. And it's why it really does give us, you know, I, I'm so lucky, for example, to have students and to have a son because at my age, I've, I've created my bestsellers. I had a great career. I have enough of everything. Where would my purpose be? if I didn't have a world that I could hand and people I wanted to hand it to. And I think that we forget about that. Now that's a great stage of life for me, would not be a great stage of life for you. And I think that's the other thing is we put this blanket approach, like the the idea about intuition is we're all supposed to be doing the same thing at the same time. You know, when a 25 year old is terrified of death, I say, good, you should be. When a 85 year old is terrified of death, it's like, okay, we have an issue to work on here because at this point, something should have shifted. And we have these, these you know, uh, intuitive uh, mantras. Mantras don't work because if your subconscious isn't on board with your mantra, every day and every way I'm getting in better and better, your subconscious calls bullshit. Unless you can actually engage all of your senses, which is how we get intuition. It's not visualization. It's not imagination. It is all of our senses giving us something in a way we can use it. But if your subconscious doesn't believe you, if you lie, you can't say, oh, I'm wonderful on a day that you feel like, you know, a dog dump because your subconscious says, oh, not trusting you today. Yeah, it creates fragmentation, right? I he always said subconscious, Kelsey. I all well, Lindsay is a hypnotherapist, so she works deeply with the subconscious. I'm all but, about getting your subconscious on board with yeah. your conscious design. Yes. So and this book that you are so intrigued by, Laura, when we first hopped on the call is called 
hashtag actually I can the art of affirming yourself to greatness, which was a book that I wrote about how to use affirmations in alignment with how you feel. So you're not yeah. lying to yeah. yourself all the time. I love that. This is that was great. that was one of the things that me and Kelsey vibed on first was like, wait, you don't agree with affirmations? I don't agree with affirmations. Oh my gosh. And that's one of the soapboxes that we stand on all the time is you have to create your affirmations or your mantras based on how your mind takes in information and what's not a lie to you. Cause you can't just keep saying it until you believe it necessarily. It just doesn't work like that. But if you use a language in the way that you say it, as Kelsey does start from where you are. And as I do speak to your subconscious language, because not everybody takes in the same way. I can't use aff affirmations that say I am, and I'm sure I have listeners that can't either because your brain just doesn't, you're not wired that way. But if you say I am open to, or I am becoming, or I'm, you know, willing, I allow, I mean, it feels so much different. And I know there's a million ways to get it right. You just have to stop focusing on the one wrong way. <laughs> and, and, you know, you can find, so I adore my husband. As we all do. <laughs> However, my husband can find amazing evidence that alcohol, high fat diets, uh, sedentary lifestyle, he can find evidence for anything he needs to prove. Some things that I don't <laughs> on camera, anything he needs to prove. And I think that part of the difference between imagination and even kind of um, working with your subconscious and intuition is intuition tells you what is. Yep then you need to reframe things to find the evidence that you can work with what is to create what you want. And that's what intuition is wonderful for. I don't, uh, you know, it, uh, it, to some degree in my private practice, I get to do a little bit of that, but mostly what I'm doing is predicting the future. But when I work with people, I get to do a lot of it because I can say, oh, okay, so you're working through this trauma. Um, how does that address what you want to achieve right now in your life? Because if you're just working through this trauma, but you're not making any movements to X, Y, and Z, then really what you're doing is you're living in the wrong time zones. And there are four time zones. And I, I, I really think it's so important to be aware of it. There is the past, which does change the present because we can reframe it like we do with hypnosis. There is the past, there is the non-local. So all of intuition that we are experiencing, we are experiencing so many realities and we need a filter for that. There is the future because we all know, we repress what we know, but we all know. And, and, and then there is the only place where we can make a change, which is the present. And prediction is wonderful because it helps you in the present do it right so you don't walk into that wall again. You know, visualization isn't so great without intuition because you can only visualize what you know. You can rearrange the pieces, but it's, it's old stuff. Intuition gives you limitless possibilities. And without lying to yourself, you can reframe the past to be, uh, to be empowering for your present. So, I mean, I think, you know, I, I have two siblings who've suicided in the last seven years. And I thought, what is the difference? They were smarter, they were more attractive. What is, what really was the difference? And the difference for me 
was that I never, even though we were severely abused and victimized, I never saw myself as a victim. I saw myself being victimized. I saw who the victimizers were, but I never saw myself as a victim. And, and in a way now as an adult, I've had to learn to be less of a fighter, less of a victor to say, oh, wow, I need help too. You know, I need support too. Um, I'm struggling with this place of not knowing too. And I think that one of the difficult things of the new age, which isn't that new anymore, <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't the new age when I started it was just weirdos in the early 80s <laughs> and it became the new age and now I don't know what people call it but I think that 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 one of the problems is you're supposed to evolve and then that's it but that's not how it works you know I mean I I think I am incredibly proficient in manifestation and intuition and prediction all those things and yet I keep walking into walls and I keep needing to find a new way and I need, keep needing to ask for help and I keep needing to dialogue with self and say, wow, gee, I don't like you very much right now. And mm -hmm. this is not about I love and accept myself. This is about, hey, we need to make some changes here. Let's talk. And, you know, it's, it's, um, it really is, I think that when we accept that life in many ways is what we make it and that we do not do this alone because that's what intuition teaches us we yeah. are never alone but that we that that in community we can create anything and everything and the most valuable people and the most valuable kind of comrades in this aren't always you know i always say to actors young actors don't forget the director Talk to hair and makeup. They have everybody in their chair for hours. You are focusing all of your charms on the wrong people here. You know, there aren't somebodies and nobodies. Everybody has something to teach us. And by the way, not always a lesson we need to learn. We need to have a sieve. But this whole total acceptance thing is, is not smart. It's good to be skeptics. Attention all ladies with periods. I have some information that is going to make your life way better and your period much more enjoyable. So I don't know if you guys have heard about Flex yet, but Flex is a company that is innovating period care with products that are body safe, made for comfort, and made to keep you moving. My personal favorite is the Flex Disc, which is a one-time use menstrual disc that fits perfectly inside your body it's kind of like a hair tie with plastic attached to it to like catch the blood and it fits right inside of you so you don't even feel it once it goes in and it's really easy to put in really easy to remove it can be worn for up to 12 hours and holds as much as three super tampons so that's nice you don't have to change it out super often like you would with a tampon or a pad um, it's not a cup it's unlike any other period product you've ever seen before like I said think hair tie very small and squishy so it goes up there and it's really easy you don't even notice and it's the only product you can wear for mess-free period sex who doesn't love that you are liberated you can have sex on your period now with this product so I can't recommend it enough also they reduce waste by 60% compared to pads and tampons so the planet will thank you too and if you want to go zero waste, check out the Flex Cup, which is a reusable cup made with a bit of velvety soft material for a comfortable fit. 
If you've already thought about trying a menstrual cup, this is the one. Flex offers the only menstrual cup on the market with a pull tab, so you can remove it in the same way that you remove a tampon. It's so easy, you already know how to do it. Your Flex cup is 100% reusable and lasts for years, plus it's completely body safe and non-toxic. Yay for non-toxic. So say goodbye to leaks, mess, and stress, and say hello to healthier periods for people and the planet with Flex. Go to flexfits.com and use code VIBIN for 20% off your Flex Disc Starter Kit or 10% off your first Flex Cup, plus free U.S. shipping. That's code V-I-B-I-N at flexfits.com. That's F-L-E-X-fits.com. Good good to have things evidence-based. Good to, you know, know when things around you are going wrong and know when the moments where you're just batshit crazy are happening (laughs) and to have a community that'll tell you. I mean, I'm so um, grateful to my students because I I had one the other day who, because I train intuitive. So I train intuitive mostly for business, but they often they just use intuitive intuition in their own, uh, in their own practices. But I'm intuitive. The uh, one, someone I'm training the other day said, you know, the workshop you did on healing, you put people in rooms and they really, you really didn't give good enough instructions. Like they really started using their judgments and you couldn't be in all the rooms, but I want to let you know. And, and their willingness to speak up uh, is, and I think we're seeing a lot of that now, but the willingness to speak up, keep speaking and, and then do something about it is really, it's a gift that we give each other. And one of the great things about intuition and on Laura Day Intuit on Instagram, my whole group exchanges readings. And part of the way I train new psychics is they do readings there and I see their readings and I see how accurate they are. Um, But on, you know, uh, I totally lost my train of thought. I'm not even going to fake knowing what I was about to say. (laughs) Well, that's totally okay because I'm ready to segue into like, we'll recircle back to what we started talking about before we started airing and you cleverly stopped me because you knew this would be a good piece to put on air so that everyone else could hear it. And since you are, I don't want to call you an intuition expert, but since you're versed in intuition and psychic abilities, I was wondering if you could help me troubleshoot something. And what happened was... (laughs) Well, what happened was a few years ago, I went through a super intense breakup and I did some intense emotional healing work and I let myself feel some things that I'd never really felt to that depth before. And apparently, well, in my mind, I heard the word Kundalini awakening and I was like, what's that? I Googled it and it was like, well, you're having this awakening, whatever. And all of these senses started opening up that had never really been accessible to me before. And I was knowing things that nobody told me. I was able to communicate with people who had passed over to the other side. I was seeing things. I was knowing things. So I would categorize myself as mostly clairvoyant and claircognizant. And it was so intense and so strong for about, I don't know, a year. And then I think I got so judgy because I don't like to be wrong. that I was like, I don't want to interpret the information wrong. So I'm just not going to say that I can do this and I'm not going to own it. And also, I just don't even see how it's helpful. Like how is talking to dead people helping anyone? Like, I don't get it. And I think I just kind of shut it off. And now I feel like I'm not psychic anymore. (laughs) And it bothers me. (laughs) First of 
all, it's impossible not to be psychic. Um, there's a book called Life After Life, a very old book, Raymond Moody. About- I have it. Right. So people who are dead. And actually, Elizabeth Kubler-Ross did one right that was uh, published after she died. And the, the reality is you can't turn off your psychic ability. Um, and sometimes you, you do need, and there's a process, remind me to tell you what it is later, you do need to screen it because you don't want to be flooded, you want to be functional. Right. However, in crisis, what's wonderful is that our habits and our belief and our lifestyles, they form a, a wonderful uh, exoskeleton that keeps us together, but they also form a filter. So when you have crisis, and I wrote a book called Welcome to Your Crisis, because it's such an amazing opportunity, if you survive it, um, to let to dramatically allow anything you want to happen in your life, because rarely do we have that amount of, of, of fragmentation that we have to deal with, because we spend our lives keeping things in place, which by the way, is a, is a good thing for the most part. So what you experienced was lots of stuff coming in with that fragmentation, and then you got functional again. Mm-hmm. And so intuition became applied to the work you're doing, that beautiful book in back of you maybe, you know, the your projects, instead of you just picking it up wherever, whenever. With, um, with uh, it, you know, I, I um, experience that there isn't an other side, but that it's all actually here. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I would suggest when you say what's the usefulness, I did want to say whether you believe that it's a pattern energy that's left behind or an actual dead person, give them tasks. Mm. That is like know. what? Oh, I, I like it. I'll, I'll um. I'll say, you know, I have these dead siblings and they often, you know, say things to me like, hey, you know, my daughter's, you know, my son doesn't have clean underwear. Could you go buy some? Or like, these aren't, you know, this is the truth about reality. This is (laughs) really practical. Putting like, gosh, you should have stayed alive and bought his underwear yourself. Thank you very much. But yes, I will do it because I love him. Um, but I will set it, like if I have something I'm really struggling with, with another person, for example, I'll say, could you please, this is something that I'm too close to. Because by the way, you read yourself the worst because right. you know what you're afraid of, you know what you're repressing. You know, you know, you, you, so, so I'll say, okay, I need to negotiate this and I can't do it. Could you please, could you please help me? Um, or sometimes I'll do, I, I am not above doing kind of parlor mm-hmm. tricky things. So I'll say, okay, if, if, I'm, if I'm gonna be okay, I mean, cause we all, let's face it, we all have those moments where our hearts get broken and we just don't feel like we're gonna be okay. If I'm gonna be okay, will you send me purple roses? Like something completely yeah. outlandish. And then I'll forget about it, except I write everything down like I teach my students to do because mem- 2020 hindsight, nah. If it's not written down, it doesn't exist. So I'll forget about it. And three weeks later, I'll get purple roses sent to me. And I and I'll like, oh wow, that was a strange choice of that person to send me purple roses on Valentine's Day. And then you know, because I look back on my notes, that's I, I you know I really 
as every few weeks, but if I'm doing a good job every week, because often I'll see things that I need to be aware of, I'll say, oh, wow, thank you, Sarah. Thank you, Alexander. Like, wow, okay. And, and so, you know, it's, and by the way, we do a lot on Instagram or, or um, you know, my other like little classes where, where we where we commit to doing sleep work, not dream work, because dream is a lot of psychological vomit and some intuition and yeah. like, you know, trying to find like a ring in a drain. You don't want to do that. <laughs> we do sleep work, which is before we go to sleep, we, we commit, you know, I don't know, a thousand or so of us to work for each other in our sleep state. We make that commitment. And it's really scary when you make a commitment you want to be careful of commercials when you're told to do something you do it so we make a commitment to work on each other's behalf only in a way that's healthy for us because i'm a big mm -hmm. believer in put your own oxygen on first we write it down so i'll write down this is what i need you to fix for me because this is you know i i, I give up i'm hopeless here and and everyone will do that and it doesn't always happen the next day or even the next week but three or four weeks later, boom, something happens. And if once again, you have an evidence-based practice where you're documenting, proving or disproving, you will look back on your notes and say, wow, that was great. Well, like I really, you know, I, I handed that over and it did get taken care of energetically. And like the word manifest and the word energy, and the word healing have all been so overused that they don't yeah. even anything anymore manifest means i'm going to bake a cake you get the ingredients you bake the cake in a way that you get to consume it that's manifest you know healing is cake. yeah me too who doesn't manifest i mean all these green juices i look i can't even walk on the street i just i don't even want to wear my glasses because i just if i see another i was person, just drinking some uh, <laughs> we didn't grow up on green juices um, or anything juicy, you know, except for like Hawaiian punch red. Mm. But, um, but we, you know, we, oh, I totally, so I've got very bad ADD. I totally lose my train of thought. Oh, you healing. were talking about manifesting green juice, all that right. stuff. Healing is directing energy to change energy. You make an ice cube, you've done a healing, but you know, you really have to begin to look at the world structurally to direct energy in a way that you can change the dynamic of a relationship or your company or your, your place in the world. And when we magicalize again, these things, we don't make them useful and we need to make these things useful. Yeah. Totally yeah, I like it. This is the perfect segue into my last question that I wanted to ask you before we head over to the Patreon to do an extended version of this episode. And that is, if you could give us, I'm sure you have a billion infinite amount of ways. If you could give us just a few more practical ways to apply our intuition and examples from students or what you do with it, because that was I one feel of my like, questions. like going back to my dilemma, what good is all this information if I don't know what to do with it? Yeah. It's, it's, first of all, you train yourself to know what to do with it. So always have a goal because it's like throwing a dart at a dartboard that has a target, you learn to hit your goal. It may take time, but you learn to hit your goal. So always have a goal and what you will notice, and it will be things that feel from left field, not your quotidian experience, is that 
pieces begin to come in that if you document them, create a map, create a, a, a puzzle you can understand. Also, you will have real shifts. So for example, one of my goals is to be solvent. I woke up in 2008, called my broker and said, sell everything. She said, you're crazy. The market's gone up so much, blah, 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 blah. And, but she did it and she's still my broker and I love her. Um, and a few weeks later, it was the big crash. So what will happen? And, and so you need to have a target. You need to weigh your decisions. You know, it's so important to say, you know, if intuition is saying your life is never gonna be any better, you need better meds. If intuition is saying, you know, uh, I think water is gonna be the next big thing to invest in, do some research and keep looking for uh, signs that that, real signs in the world that that's gonna happen. A uh, water technologies, et cetera. Like use it as what it is, which is information. Document it and also take apart the umbrella of intuition. There is uh, telepathy, mind-to-mind -mind communication. Notice those conversations and change them. Fresh from San Diego, California comes the only sunglasses brand I am ever going to wear. Again, I'm so excited to introduce you guys to Blender's Eyewear. You're going to be just as hooked as I am when you see how awesome these shades are. And if you're on the Patreon, you can watch me wearing these in this very read so you can actually see how cute they are. I got glasses called Polished Gal and they have a cute little like cat wing upward tip at the sides, which, you know, gives you that nice little lift, little facelift, Botox effect. But they had so many cute glasses on the site, you guys. They have your classic ones, your stylish ones, your casual ones, your more fancy ones. Um, they're perfect to wear for all occasions. I wear mine in the car. I wear mine when I'm going out and I want to be stylish or if I'm just keeping it casual and cool. They're very versatile. Um, Blender started because a guy named Chase Fisher started selling his beachy shades out of a backpack while doubling as a surf instructor on Pacific Beach. Very Californian. His goal was to create an adventurous mid-priced eyewear option with the same cool factor as the other leading styles. Unlike big brand shades that you've probably lost or smashed in the past that are super expensive, blenders are actually affordable. So you're not going to cry as much when the inevitable happens because let's be honest, we're always going to lose our sunglasses, smash them, run them over when we leave them on top of the car, get them sandy, get sunscreen on them, especially if you're, okay, these are like San Diego problems I'm thinking of, <laughs> or, you know, you're going to drop them, scratch them, like sunglasses, they just don't have a super long lifespan because they get wrecked. So why would you spend hundreds of dollars on a pair only to be sad later when you could just get blenders, which are just as gorgeous, just as high quality without the price. And Blender's team of in-house designers are constantly coming out with new styles from orange polarized wraparounds, tortoiseshell frames with purple lenses, and classic gold arms with black lenses. And it's not just sunglasses. Blender's has prescription glasses, readers, and blue light glasses, as well as snow collection with goggles and accessories. So live life in forward motion with Blender's. And if you guys want to get 15% off your Blender's purchase, just visit blenderseyewear.com and enter the promo code VIBIN, V-I-P, V-I-B-I-N, V-I-P. That's different than our normal one. So take a note. That's blenderseyewear.com with code VIBIN, V-I-P for 15% off your Blenders purchase. Blenders rocked with pride worldwide.
there is mediumship, which is actually experiencing something or someone else as yourself. Right. Uh, so notice, is this anxiety mine? Is this idea mine? Ooh, I have to take a math test. I used to do this with my brother, who was a brilliant math student. Do I have to take a math test? Let me bring him into me because God knows I can't do that. <laughs> so, you know, remote viewing, notice how many different places you are, but then check out the details because the more that you can show yourself, convince your subconscious that this is useful, the more your subconscious will make all of that intuitive information you're repressing useful. But once again, target it because we don't need more information to be flooded with. I wrote a book called The Circle, which is my fourth book, which is I do a system I do all the time. And what it really is, is set a goal, allow the experience of that goal. Don't pretend because the experience of that goal also has some things that aren't so fun and things you didn't expect. Allow the experience of that goal. Expect inner roadblocks, outer roadblocks, choices, making space that you need to do. Expect to have to make it coherent with the rest of your life consistently, et cetera, et cetera. There are nine elements. Also do sleep work. Don't do it every night because you do need your sleep to process your stuff and you do need your sleep just to rest. But once a week or when you're having a really difficult time, get a few people together and say, hey, want to do some sleep work tonight? I commit to working on your stuff. Will you commit to working on mine? This is the outcome I want. And you, you, or, or I'm going to write it down because we all have a right to be private, even though real privacy doesn't exist, which you find out with intuition. <laughs> write it down and then, and then leave it somewhere you can find it and write it down, not because it has any magic, but because the mind's a messy place. Take it out of the mind and put it somewhere you can find it. So once again, you can say, oh, wow, this is because of this. I would have interpreted it differently. But now I know how to respond to it in a useful way. And, you know, we, we interpret often from experience. We want to recreate ourselves consistently, which means that the question, whether it's intuitive information or our own reactivity is, what's my goal? And does this reaction serve me? Does this information serve me? The most important thing for people, especially during a pandemic to understand about intuition is if you know intuitively that you are going to die at, in a fiery crash or that you will always be alone, that is not an intuition, that is a neurosis. Intuition is immediate, it's actionable, even if it takes place in the future, it doesn't come to your awareness unless there's something to do now. If you're going to die in two seconds, you will not get an intuition about that unless you can move out of the way you will get an intuition about things you can change. So stop looking for predictions and start looking for your methodology for change. Also get readings from other people. You know, on Instagram, that's, we exchange readings all the time. And I, I'm so helped by the readings and healings for my students. Same thing for healing goes for reading. Reading, you're your hardest target to read. You're also your hardest person to heal because you, of course, protect your delicate, underbelly, you know, masochists are not healthy people. So you are protecting yourself. However, if I come in, you have a goal and my job is to heal you, whether it's a physical healing or a life healing, 
I won't respect those little tender underbellies. In fact, that's where I go. I'll go straight for them and mm-hmm. you'll do for me. So give, make healing groups or join healing groups, give people your healing tasks. And then your job is to stay flexible with it. Also document. I know that a lot of younger people, they don't write anymore. Just that you write like a doctor. I don't think my son writes. I, I, think <laughs> not I love journaling. Always I, just, I write everything. I mean, I still have a paper calendar. But at least document by by voice or take do do voice notes in a way that you can review it, because what you'll see is all that power you're giving away. If you begin to train it and if you begin to employ it, because your subconscious isn't going to give you more of something you can't use unless it's anxiety, you know, it, <laughs> you can employ it, and if you can consistently build with it, it will become an organic part of your life. You don't want a ticker tape of information saying this person's thinking this or do this. No, you want intuition to be part of your pulse and to take you to where you want to go, not to find you the same pattern or wall to walk into. Mm, This helps me a lot. Thank you for that clarification, because I guess I never really thought to attach it to a goal, which is so funny now realizing this because I am very goal oriented. And of course, we help people to manifest their dreams and do the healing to help line up with them, yada, yada. But um, yeah, you know, everyone has their blind spots, obviously, which is why it's so helpful to get other people involved. Like you just said, the power of community, the power of having a facilitator, even if you are one, you know, it's very very important. So um, I really want to head over to the Patreon soon, but first, can you tell everyone where to work with you, how to join in on this awesome community, where to get your books, all that jazz? I know I'm getting your books. LauraDay.com, L-A-U-R-A-D-A-Y.com. Everything is there. When it says contact Laura, I'm the only one who reads my email, so make it short because people email Mm -hmm. private things. I don't feel like I can have an assistant look at it. Right. Um, on Laura Day Intuit, both on Twitter, but mostly on uh, Instagram, I do a lot of free work, every week, free workshops, and people exchange reading and healing, and it's a very amazing community uh, of, of, of people. Um, on YouTube at Laura Day Circle, I have a lot of free lessons, and I keep, I keep putting uh, more of them up. I do a training um, which you can find, if you sign up for my newsletter, you can find out about different uh, different trainings, but I do a lot of, uh, I do a lot of free trainings and you can, um, you know, I have people who have done my weekend training over 20 years, just in these little, uh, workshops. I always want to teach because I, I think that intuition really does, uh, make our lives better. And it also can make our lives very burdensome, you know, if we can't, if we merge too much and can't separate Mm -hmm. out. So I, I, I feel like that is what, what I have to offer and also kind of a more grounded version. You can do all those things that go bump in the night, but first make sure you have a safe place to sleep and someone nice to sleep with. You, know? mm-hmm. you don't want those ghosts coming to you when you're single and you live alone because trust me, that shit ain't fun. <laughs> I, always, I always make them sing dead people have no bodies, you know? It, <laughs> We are being a human being. That is the most powerful creature. If you think of spirit, spirit doesn't change. That's just the most perfect iteration of energy. Who's changing? 
who's mm -hmm. elevating that energy we share? You are. And, mm -hmm. and to respect your own journey, I think is, is the single most powerful thing you can do, no matter you know, how much you're bumping into, but respecting your own journey, you know, bringing things full circle, apologizing when you need to, and knowing that we are all works in progress. And if anyone says they aren't, you know, any guhu maharaji boo-boo, <laughs> you, you have to wonder, you know, you have to wonder. I love it. Well, thank you for being here and sharing your time and energy and perspective with us and everyone. I think you're going to be a very valuable tool to add to many people's toolkits. So I'm so excited that we got to introduce you to a whole new audience of intuitives and people who are very eager to learn how to master their intuition. I would love to take this conversation over to the Patreon. Lindsay, do we have any announcements? Is there anything going on? Um, I think we had a shout out. Who are we shouting out? We had a shout out. We are not the best at the shout outs. I'm going to be completely So when people honest. join our Patreon, we say, hey, we want to give you a shout out, but then we never do it in time. So we're really sorry, people, but better late <laughs> than do. never. You know, we have great we, intentions with this. <laughs> we do have to shout out Julia. Ooh. Shout out to Julia. Shout out to Carrie. Shout out to Violet. Thank you guys so much. You know and who you are. If you want to join the Patreon, there's a link and you should. <laughs> yeah, go to the show notes. We will see you guys there. Adios and have a fabulous week. Thanks for listening. We hope you love this episode. If you love High Vibe in it, become a part of our Patreon family. You can support the show, see the extended version of this episode, get bonus content and access exclusive discounts. Head over to patreon.com slash high vibe to join. We have tons of perks waiting there for you and we're always hanging out in there. So we hope to see you inside. Please feel free to share the show and help us spread the high vibes far and wide. And of course, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss a thing. And if you feel inspired to leave a review, we always appreciate it. See you next week.